0: It is August the fifth, twenty twenty-one, <laughs> and you are listening to the future of photography. Oh, the music's not playing. You know what? Everything's broken today. Okay, we'll do without <laughs> yeah, the music headphone,
1: and headphones. Music is, you well, really It is bored. Well, it is
0: the future of photography, and it's a, 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 a subset of it. Let's put it this way: Jeremiah's here, and I'm here, and Imar and Adrian are both. Not here, because they're busy. Cause they're doing re- something
1: crazy with children, with their children. They're being responsible.
0: And, and we're recording on a different day of the week. It's kind of a summer break <laughs> scenario. So
1: It's it. It's summer in Europe, which means anything goes.
0: We had a thunderstorm today, so yeah. that counts for we, summer.
1: We in California did not. Really? <laughs> it's tinder dry. Very dry.
0: Mm, okay. Well, well, well. So the question is, of course, what can the two of us talk about? Cause, um, and I think we want to talk about photos and the story behind photos. We've done this already in a different context in, uh, in um, pickonephoto.com. But um, this time around, we'll talk about photos here. And it's all photos that have some sort of a story behind them. And, of course, there are two different photographers. There's probably different styles here as well. And uh, we've made a choice uh, of three photos each. So how about we start with one of yours? Which of the three do you want to start with?
1: Uh, Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You're you're the audience for my photo.
0: That is fine. Here is a footprint in concrete. I guess that's yeah. what we're looking at. So it's a yes. black and white photo? Yes, and gray and white. <laughs> or or gray, green. And gray. Well, it's in what okay, okay. First thing that I find interesting is that um is the way you treat the values, the brightness values in your photos in some of your black and white work um, which I found really interesting. It's it's the blacks are black but then the whites are kind of squashed. You bring down yeah. your 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 highlights to a level that I probably wouldn't bring it down that far. But what is the reason for for doing that? Because I find the look interesting.
1: Yeah, it, it's basically. Um kind of counterintuitive you know my i would describe my my overall uh love of photography as it evolved over decades really as being one that's very attracted to high contrast images Mm -hmm. i like snappy in color or black and white i really like that kind of gritty contrast grain those kinds of of things that that are in a way narrow the 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 kind of overall tonal view with more extreme values and knock out the middle. Um, the pandemic, uh, really gave me a lot of opportunity to kind of question everything. Um, you know, I, I tend to really like, uh, very wide shots, um, you know, at least, uh, 16 by nine. Um, And so I thought I would I would work in a square and really explore the very things that I really consciously would never have thought I really liked. And so I started to explore a very painterly um, gray. I wanted to really um, do a series of photos for two reasons, Uh, primarily to explore the value of gray and how beautiful and soft gray Mm -hmm. can be, especially with a little warmth. Um, When I print these, I print them on a a bamboo hanemule, and I'm using inks that are warmer than what you see. Not not a lot warmer, but certainly warmer in the mids. The blacks are very cold. Whites, of course, we don't have to worry about. Um, and it gives a kind of velvety, um, emotional, kind of comforting feel. I, I really fell in love with that tonality. And and then um, every day I would go out and walk during the pandemic and, and explore things that were uh, above me and below me um, and try and uh, really keep exploring the value of gray. Um, and th- this image, uh, which is a series of... Images about you know, one one giant step, uh, the, the kind of permanent Apollo
0: feeling, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so there, there's the comedy part, which is one giant step, and then, and then the other one is like a the the kind of um, contrast emotionally between the isolation or the impermanence mm-hmm. of man in the environment, and yet. The permanence of what he leaves behind, and not to get overly intellectual about the image, but because you know, uh, as I walk, I just go, "Oh, I like that," and I composed it in a very specific way to, because I was exploring uh, kind of the the, the kind of uh, I guess the geometrics of of kind of broken concrete, right, um, and signage, and all of a sudden I start to notice. Footprints, dog prints, all manner of isn't that of interesting. Permanent,
0: isn't that interesting? <laughs> yeah. Like, like if, if if you put your mind to on on something, then all of a sudden you start seeing more of that. There's a, there's some sort yeah, of like bias that, involved, right? But isn't that the beauty of photography? Oh yes,
1: uh, isn't that the wonder of photography that it? You may go out in a random way without anything in mind. In this case, I did have something in mind, which was again to work on the gray palette. And I thought, well, of course, concrete, concrete being, helps. You know, <laughs> it does. <laughs> so, so my, you know, I'm I'm looking down a lot, but as I start to explore the geometrics, other things emerge, and for for several weeks, I mean, I have a very big collection of imprints in concrete, and taken together, uh, are there's an, a really interesting. Uh, I would even describe it as a sad poetic. About what you, you you take away from the image? Who was this this person? Did they do it by accident? Uh, was it you know, or or was it on purpose? It's also a very interesting footprint because if you notice the the heel and the you know the uh, whatever you call it, the front of the foot, they're slightly angled, uh, and and so it's I almost feel that he stepped in in the concrete with the heel and went oh. And, but it was too late. Sort and of, as yeah. he started to turn his body, he lifted out. And that made this kind of odd uh, imprint. And that's kind of my, my story of, of you know, w- the man behind the imprint <laughs> in the concrete.
0: Yes, I like um, this. The mind of a director. It's, it's interesting because there's a geographical difference as well. Um, in Germany, a lot of the sidewalks and pavements are asphalt and not concrete so
1: well here too here, here okay
0: too. okay so so uh, but this have, was a
1: sidewalk by the way this was a sidewalk. yeah but but from no, from no.
0: most 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 of the sidewalks here are asphalt as well so oh. um we don't have i mean yeah footprints in concrete that's a trope but we don't have that many of them because our sidewalks most of our sidewalks are not concrete so ah, well, but the I'm geographical sure difference in, there
1: here if they did the in asphalt uh in the Heat of summer, <laughs> it wouldn't be they that would much melt. fun. Uh, yeah, so it's not good.
0: Anyway, let um, me bring. Let me see. Um, no, 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 no. Oh yeah, here. <clears throat> Here's a photo. So tell us about this. Well, it's Moscow. Uh, you yeah. see Saint Basil's uh, Church, right in the in the right, right from the middle, mm-hmm. and uh, which is. The, kind of the famous church group of uh, steeples with the with the colorful roofs uh on the red square in moscow and 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 there's like a, one or two directions from which you usually see pictures taken of that there's some iconic angles that are very typical and then there's one angle with a telephoto through an archway and then you can have it in Behind people, silhouettes, and kinds of things. So, uh, I've explored all those. And uh, last time I was there, and I've typically when uh, when I went to Siberia to Lake Baikal, um, it was usually accompanied with a one or two day stopover in Moscow, just to do some photography there and spend some time and explore the city. And uh, th- the the one thing that I didn't know is that um, between the last time on the second last time they built or they opened a park pretty nearby and that park is very modern futuristic you see these these white balls that those are usually lit up and there's some art and there's some interesting buildings in there and there's this wooden deck that we're standing in front here and the weather was terrible terrible yeah it was cold it was miserable and um but the park was there and a couple of people we were three i think uh we just decided to explore that park and go uh exploring and i ended up like i the park didn't really speak to me that much that was it it felt very different from the moscow i knew which yeah just 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 has a different Mm, how do you say that a different personality and uh this park just didn't work and the weather was crappy and it was cold and um and it it was it was snowing and rainy snowy rainy slushy kind of uh, gray thing and then I, i i took a few pictures and then this one i i thought how about trying to make this work with the 24 millimeter that i have on the camera and uh, so it's not a Saint Basil's photo per se. That's more of a, more of a decoration in the photo, uh, more of a an element to place the whole thing. It's like um, a vanishing
1: line study.
0: But these vanishing lines, exactly. That's the thing. I I pretty much took the camera pretty low. That that wooden deck was, I don't know, knee or knee height probably. So um, I, I took the camera low. I I composed the slush snow in the front to be uh in a nice place um I, I look at the geometry of things and the relation of different things in the photo and uh then i took a a fairly overexposed shot. The original is by far not as nice. So that took a bit of Was work. that on
1: purpose was that on purpose? No, it was
0: it was me having the camera on manual and the weather having changed, more light being there and I didn't notice and then I took the photo, but I was so miserable that I decided to just go with it and not go back and take it again when I noticed. So um luckily the photo was there was enough information to tickle all this out, so it didn't have to do too much. Do you fi- uh, do
1: you find that some sometimes our our, our mistakes, our technical mistakes? Oh,
0: totally. <laughs> I whether know what, it's focus, I know where going. <laughs>
1: exposure, composition, but not always, but sometimes lead to really provocative yes. uh, images, uh, which you have to really work through in. Uh, in post, in, in, in editing, um, even in recomposition. Um, and that, that's, you know, that's the fun of it. I mean, if this was, for example, shot in, I don't know, ca- call it uh, trix, tri X, for example. Yeah. And, and,
0: which is and black and white did, film. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, with a moderate amount of grain. Um, and, and you, you took the, the steeples on, you know, in the, kind of near the center, and you just blew them up full frame. So it was extraordinarily gritty, right, uh, in grain and made it high contrast. You'd have another image. Yes. and You know what I mean? There are so many images within all of our images. Um, we must never really forget that. And that's why I think uh, when we talked last week about the power of editing, um, you can, you know, the, the challenge is, for us as photographers is, is there a great photograph somewhere in here? Mm-hmm. It may be our original or it may be something that we discover, which is very much the same thing as when we go out for a walk without any specific goals. It, it just opens ourselves to exploration. Absolutely. And that connects us to being in the moment. Um, you know, away from our political, social, health, fem, all, all of those those things that play on us and create those inner voices. Um, this just roots us. And so I, I, I always find that any any image, um, uh, and this would be an interesting challenge really, is for us to, to even pull a stock photograph for the gang you know something that is insipidly bland and and each of us make something wonderful of it i, I think that would be a fun thing to I do, do to this, further
0: explore i sometimes do this with photographers when when we're out traveling or on workshops where when i notice that someone is has a hard time finding the shot that um, that we we stop somewhere and i say okay do not take a photo just show me what are the pictures that you see right in front mm. of you, and yeah, that's uh, great. And and then yeah. uh, that's a very good exercise. Just just look and try to try to visualize those frames in front of you, and change the size of them and the and the aspect ratio, and uh, exactly. try, try to do visual uh, crops in your mind, and uh, and then and then try taking those photos. So, do you
1: also find that that a great lens to have with you, if you're carrying more than one, is a macro lens. Um,
0: I usually can, don't. I, I have a couple of good macro lenses, but I usually don't bring them because often I'm. I, I like the wide landscapes. And, 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 you see, the twenty-four whoa. is still my favorite focal length. But I do usually bring like a like a close-up lens or something to put in front of a regular lens just to make it into or a even diopters macro, or a diopter or even something
1: diopters like that. Yes. because often if you're, you know, you're in a place that is uninspiring, at least overtly thinking about your environment through the eyes of yeah. a macro lens really heightens the, the awareness of where you're at. Yep. Yeah. And, and, um, so, you know, in every environment, in every light condition, uh, I, I believe that there is great joy and uh, you know, an artistic approach. And it doesn't have to be the greatest photograph in the world as long as it puts you in that moment to appreciate where you are at that moment. I think that's the joy of photography, really.
0: Very, very true. Let's look at your second photo. Uh, okay. Second so. photo. This, <laughs> go ahead. Talk we're, about it. We're, we're still we're still gray. No, this is not even gray. This is more on the beige side. I would think. <laughs> there's yeah. there's this no- is the
1: beige kind of gray. Right?
0: That's your beige phase. Okay. So th- yeah. there's there's no white in there. Again, you're squashing the whites down. Um, not as far as in the other photo, but in a it, 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 pretty far. It's it's reminiscent of uh, of a photo from daguerre or someone like very fox old talbot maybe talbot kind of photography yeah very yeah. old oldish photography um, but of course it's not
1: yeah uh, you know uh, anyone who's seen my my kind of pandemic posts on Instagram know that I you know I posted hundreds of of photographs of the canals, uh, near my house and, and, uh, a beautiful place to walk, a very peaceful place to walk. Um, and it was, you know, my, my daily sojourn through there. And so I, I literally have photographed these canals uh, enough for a very dense book of them. Um, In every kind of light, in every kind of color, in 3D, I mean, you name it, I've explored these canals. And this one remains one of my favorites because it is, A, uh, when, and we talked about this, the weather, it was a foggy day, not uh, that um, unusual for what we call June gloom or May gray. It was about (laughs) a year ago, May. Uh, And and if you're at the right time of day and can hit the fog in in this particular area, it is absolutely magic because of the way the light the light really comes through or is trying to come through over the trees on the right of the image, which you can see are a little bit more flared because the the, the sun <laughs> is buried in dense cloud and fog. So it, it just, there's a beautiful sense of backlight, but I wanted to do a very reductive image. I wanted it to just be another very simple poetic, again, the same standard of, of velvety, um, unchallenged contrast, but very, very soft. I do love blacks in in the work, and that's possibly because, again... Uh, This printed looks very, very beautiful, Uh, again, because of the density of gamma of of my black inks, which are insanely black. (laughs) Um, But I didn't want, like, I I thought it wouldn't be served by a white sky or anything like that. So I did shoot this monochromatically, but I also wanted to bring the the warmth in. And this, while it's warmer than the print would be, it starts to tilt to the mood that I was capturing, and again, there is a solitude, um, which is again in the, um, I, I guess, in the expression of of mood and the year and the uh, pandemic isolation that so many of us uh, experienced, and uh, to a greater extent are experiencing even now, um, and and so a lot of these images that I consider the pandemic um, world of of the expression came out of of expressing the isolation and also exploring monochrome in a different way that I was used to. Yeah
0: it, it, and its it's interesting because um, normally I mean this this is like this has the contrasts squashed really hard. you have the the, the, the blacks are are really black and then normally that goes with a brighter, with brighter brights, that's what contrast is. But you brought those down. Um, warming them up is interesting, too, because I connect fog with the opposite, with coolness, with coldness. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it is a, it, it's a it's an interesting... Um, there, there's two things going against the grain here for me, slightly. Uh, but then, of course, I mean, the, the two things for me that make this shot is the bird on the right bottom um, mm-hmm. with its reflection as a pretty much almost a silhouette. And that one lonely little palm tree right in the middle (laughs) that sticks out behind the bridge and and, uh, comes back in the reflection. Those two, for some reason, uh, probably the palm tree even more than the bird for me because all the lines lead to Mm. it and it just sits there. And I
1: have photographed that palm tree in bright (laughs) color, pop, reflection, you know, mirrored. Many many times in different ways, and it draws me as well.
0: You, you said something about coming back to these same canals over and over again and photographing them in in all different kinds of lights, and that's again an exercise that I often do with people um, to or, or suggest to people uh, to take pictures of the same thing in different on different days at different times of the day and different weather conditions, different light conditions, different seasons. Um, I did this exercise once with, I mean, it's a, a sort of lazy kind of exercise because uh, a place I used to live, um, there was a church steeple, uh, visible out the window. And so I, I only saw this from one window, so I didn't really have any choice in how to compose it, um, or, or in, in perspective, I could compose it in different ways, but the perspective was always exactly the same. And I decided to take the exact same photo, um, probably a hundred times with all sorts of different, um, with overcast and bright sunlight and evening and morning and, uh, thunderstorm feeling with black clouds in the background and, um, and, uh, and, uh um the sun low in the sky like weird light and fun light and good light and bad light and everything and this for me and this goes back i don't even know 15 years now and this ended up being a really valuable exercise um yeah to learn about light and what it does to things and uh when you go ahead
1: when you when you do the same kind of when you're capturing the same arenas over and over and over, what happens is you start to explore what what is unfamiliar about the familiar. Mm-hmm. and and also, but there's the the counter approach in photography was to is to make the familiar unfamiliar. in other words, the the thing that you see every day, photographed in a new way is just as interesting as the opposite. Yeah. And again, these are processes for photographers uh, that really um, deepen the appreciation of the form. Um, and anybody c- can do it. Uh, it's really, it's not about the final image. It's about the process and it's about how we approach um, our own, uh, kind of presence our appreciation of being able to see and 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 see clearly and see detail uh, or see in in a macro way but but there's so much that we don't understand about our world there there there's so many wavelengths that we we cannot even see with our eyes and uh, radio waves that are coming through us and hitting us and bouncing i mean we are living in a very narrow spectrum, and yet within that narrow spectrum, there's an infinite amount of exploration, and I think photography helps us with that. I think sound designers are, are very much in that mold as well, because they yeah. go out with a microphone and they listen and they capture the sonic realities, and, and that's also very, very beautiful. And then you have the abstract, you know, uh, a movie like Squatsy, um, you know, a, a film that it, it's cinema, but it's also image making, music, mood. It, it, it's um, nonlinear. So it, it just is a big poetic about juxtapositions of, of the world. Um, These things, I think, give give us great appreciation and are very important now in our very polarized universe.
0: Yep, you're right there. My second photo is a picture that I took in Siberia. It's a frozen river and it's, it's a tree that sticks out of a frozen river and in the background, you see the the, the edge of the river, um, and uh, this was one one of the photos that I ended up falling in love with. And it was just it was just a lucky pick on the on the edge of the road because um, I remember I was with uh, with one of our guides, and uh, he drove, and I I I have come. Okay, so, so there's photographers who will not shoot unless the camera is on a tripod, unless everything oh. is perfect, unless all the perfect filters are on and the uh, ISO is set to exactly the right value. Yeah. Um, and I, would, I, I, I will happily shoot out of a window of a moving car. You know, I would, I would happily... Yeah, yeah, so will I happily um, try to bend and and try to stretch the ability of the camera by whatever, reducing the shutter speed, cranking up the ISO just to get that shot. Um, And this is one of those which, um, again, if I I go and zoom all the way in, then there is a bit of camera shake in this picture. But um, that doesn't really bother me because it was one of those moments where I noticed... That tree, and it was just there for, I don't even know, probably had a window of five seconds to take this photo, yeah. and I was lucky it's enough really,
1: to... It's really great. I mean, it, it, like I feel that... It's odd to say this, but th- this just because I can see the motion blur in the background, so I know it's moving, uh, I, I think you probably had a moment just to move your hand ever so slightly As you're shooting,
0: I I guess. That is pretty much what happened. And it it was. I was lucky the camera was switched on. No, I wasn't lucky because I have my camera on standby all the time. I don't turn it off when I'm out and about because I often have these uh, spur-of-the-moment kind of things that uh, I I know if I don't capture this, it will be gone. And that was one of those. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then in post, I I just – I like the – I like the cold. I like the ice, and this ice is on this picture as you see it is bluer than it was in reality. There's no added color. it's just uh, enhanced a bit um, of what was there to bring out this um, this uh, juxtaposition of the of the cold ice and the warmer nature and earth tones.
1: Yeah, much. what what I like about this image is it really, <laughs> and again I'll get intellectual about it because why not? Uh, you know, it represents the struggle to survive.
0: <laughs> you can <laughs> like, definitely put that in there. <laughs> this tree is is probably going to be totally fine the moment the absolutely. It falls, you know, but yeah.
1: but think of think of this. Uh, how powerful and strong nature is! Oh yes, uh, that 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 something. And, and this tree looks extraordinarily healthy. You know what I mean? Yep. And you know the, le- the the roots are are deep and and are asleep. So it just puts itself in a hibernating mode. Um, meanwhile, the river underneath the ice keeps flowing. I assume, but the you know probably very very thick. So the roots are very very deep. Um, and and it makes you really wonder how it would be to come back to this at the height of spring or summer. Well, you know, the, very, the thing very is, very this tree. is
0: near Lake Baikal, and uh, Siberia, in many people's minds, is known for the cold and for the ice. That's what most people connect with uh, Siberia. What most people don't realize is that in summer, it's the opposite. We are talking summers with over 100 Fahrenheit. And oh, yeah. we're talking winters with minus 40 and colder. So uh, it, in summer, this, this whole place is full of mosquitoes and bears <laughs> and, and tourists. And in winter, um, not so much. Neither uh, the bears are asleep. The tourists are gone and the mosquitoes are not there. So oh. I, I like it in winter <laughs> much more, but it's supposed to be really nice in summer as well, at least in some areas.
1: Yeah. No, I uh I I feel it. I mean, yes, I live in California and have for, you know, half my life. But uh, you know, a reminder, I did grow up in Montreal. This ah. climate is extremely similar <laughs> to Siberia in so many ways. Maybe maybe like uh like uh, Beijing or Berlin, you know, but it but it's that biting cold in the winter where you have to breathe through a scarf. And blistering hot in the summer, and of course, spring is 10,000 black flies, mosquitoes, and what have you. There's three or four months of absolute grace. Well, the
0: Russians have their banya culture, which is the same as the saunas in Finland. So if it's cold out, you end up just boiling yourself in the evening (laughs) with a glass of vodka. So here is your third picture um yeah, I, it's 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 from 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 a gray values point of view it's the same kind of thing it's same uh, thing. the same series sort of i guess
1: yeah uh, there's a kind of illusion here that's interesting the kind of deep and or or extended you know is it coming up or down there's yeah. that um, okay, again, so, in the so same, for those only
0: listening it's a footprint in the sand
1: yeah single footprint my own um, but again, you know, same theme I thought I would bring to the, uh, the show, just that isolation, the pandemic, and yet it's a footprint on a beach. So that's kind of, uh, you know, there's a different kind of isolated feel. Um, someone was here, you know, and yet unlike the footprint in, in concrete, this one will be gone, you know, when the tide rises. So, um, but again, I, I, I I had been looking down and exploring at this moment. I had been taking pictures of the waves of sand, like small dunes. And I was actually photographing them, uh, for a series of black and white lenticular prints, um, that would just be about shifting sands very, very subtly. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, it's very hard to, to show lenticular prints uh, on, on a website. Um, <laughs> it's very difficult. But, but it, you know, even video doesn't really do it um, much good. But, I, you know, I, I continue to kind of work experimentally in lenticular form too. But then I, I had stepped carefully to get a very clean image of these kind of small little ripples in the sand. And... But before I kind of moved off, I again I was looking down all the time, and I thought, "Wow, that's a kind of a little perfect, near perfect image of a single footprint." And and again, that the feeling of isolation and and impermanence. Did you make um, the footprint so, for the picture, or no, no? I, I I was stepping through, and I saw it, and I, and I I carefully <laughs> lifted my foot out. You know because I, I was just walking and I saw oh there there is a enough undisturbed sand around it to make a nice square composition, and again, the exploration of gray uh, which is counterintuitive to beach warmth and all the rest of it so uh,
0: by the way i i'm I'm one of those who can make the who can make the picture flip from convex to concave and back
1: oh yeah, it uh, go for it. Yeah,
0: I've been doing it 10 times in the last few minutes. I was like, oh, no, it looks nicer when the sun comes from the left. No, from the right. No, from the left. So that is fun. Um, Yeah, undisturbed sand. That reminds me of Morocco trying to do this with big ripples in sand in the dunes in the Sahara. Oh, yeah. And uh, I I was looking for pictures that would look almost like computer-generated, perfect, you know, no... Imperfections in the sand, and it was really—it yeah. uh, was not that easy because there's always something that makes it break in one way or another. I'm
1: wondering—I uh, may just just for just for giggles—I'm uh, going to put up um, on our something for you to, to react to since we're talking about sand and and the like. Um, here we go should be there there it is
0: yeah it'll take a minute to come over here yeah okay um
1: but there's something interesting about
0: here we go let me bring this on the screen yeah there it is three pebbles on well it looks like perfect sand
1: does doesn't it
0: is that some cloth is that (laughs) sandpaper what did you put it on
1: what did I put what on? <laughs> there, there is nothing real in this. Ah, uh,
0: <laughs> you tricked me.
1: The, yes, the 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 rocks themselves are photogrammetry. The you know this is a complete digital image. Yeah, um, done which this week.
0: I, I guess with with uh, with these things, um, as long as there there are no people in there, it's easier to pull off. I guess.
1: Sure it is. Yeah. <laughs> but. but <laughs> But, but again and I've been I've been playing this is extremely recent work like this yeah. week and 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 still in ex- exploratory form uh, but again the simplicity and sand it's meant to be sand yeah um, uh, but, but in
0: in digital interestingly if you want to make it real you are tr- you're gonna try to introduce some imperfections to fortune which I. Of which your- I can. Which you definitely can, but you didn't in this case. And as a photographer, no. I was trying to find the most perfect undisturbed areas so that it would look like it was computer generated.
1: So. <laughs> yeah, well that's making the familiar unfamiliar and the yeah. unfamiliar familiar is you know, again the working in that kind of meshy gray zone is always fun. Yeah. Um, anyway, just thought I'd <laughs> throw that up for fun.
0: <laughs> so here is my third and last picture why did you oh it's very why, similar to why, did, why did why did i ah here we go i i removed you from the shot and i should do. okay
1: um oh nice, nice nice this is a very a very Love different it. picture it has
0: nothing to do with no, the others but
1: really this is uh, this is a, this is a great picture so you know uh it's great
0: so we're, we're Can looking I,
1: let me let me react to this before you, you say anything about it right um I've traveled a lot in Africa, and, and this, this so much captures the energy dynamic and, and the just the, the moments that occur. But the color, the personality, the, the kind of immediacy, the flaws, all of that stuff really um, generate a, a tremendous feeling. Of Africa, that that that's how I feel about it, and
0: um, and you have experienced it. So for you, it's more of a of a recognizing something that you already know, right? Mm,
1: yeah.
0: So we're looking at a at a portrait of a boy. Um, it's not a portrait; it's a snapshot, um, and the boy is has a has a red. Necklace, Be- yeah, beaded, necklace. Or beaded necklace with uh, like they are all red apart from the one in the center which is bright yellow, so that is the definite splash of color. Um, we don't see his eyes, so it's the nose, the mouth, and uh, part of the part of the chest which is in the out of focus area of the picture. Uh, the focus, it's not it's not even focused. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 uh, motion blurred, a slightly camera shake. Uh, motion in there and the boy does one thing that i've seen a lot in especially that area of ethiopia which is just slightly stick the tongue out and i never really got a good answer why uh why many of them do that but they do and it's it's often as a reaction to i mean you as a photographer you want photos that depict how people really are and uh, for that you kind of have to get close to them so there is a constant um it's there's constant give and take from both sides and uh you give something by being there and 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 uh in some cases, money. In that case, no money. But um, you you might satisfy their curiosity about you. They come and, and tuck your hair and touch your skin. And they're probably not in that area, not used to tourists. So it's more of this, um, uh, I find you interesting. And uh, and I'm happy to get a bit closer to get, uh, get some photos that are more interesting. But in that case... Um, the, the, the closeness I almost feel like the sticking the tongue out is a bit of a of a reaction to I wouldn't say a threat but a, a reaction to someone getting close I'm again maybe
1: I, it's about keeping the spirits away the dark spirits I away. don't think
0: that's the case I mean <laughs> what we're looking at here is um is not not some tribe deep in the jungle that doesn't it doesn't have any contact to civilization. No, those beads are plastic. It's um, there's somewhere back there is a pile of uh, Nestle water bottles, um, empty, of course. There's like civilization left and right. So it's not a. It's not a. It's not a, the wilderness and and people who who are yeah. afraid of you or something. That's not the case at all so but but by picking out just those elements of the the face the tongue the necklace i just yeah, yeah. i think it, it's it a great worked.
1: sense of place even though it's this is in in some ways a minimalist photo yeah you know what i mean in terms of subject and composition and and even focus i think if this was totally crisp sharp and it in wouldn't focus it wouldn't no. have no it wouldn't have the power it has now, which is this immediacy. You know, you really feel that you you were in the moment at that time. You just took it instinctively. There was a relationship that goes beyond the taking of the photograph. It's just that moment again.
0: Oh, of and appreciation and, of and he had a really good laugh when he saw the photo afterwards. Because oh, um, that, that seems to be now uh, to kind of the normal reaction let me see the picture let me see the picture yes yeah so of course you share and and then of course you share a few more pictures of your family of your surroundings so that they can sure. get an idea where you come from because you are in their in their home at this point so um yes, it's only it fair is. to to share back and yeah um it was a very a very good experience a very fun experience as well and that is one thing that is very typical. So That's why I chose this one. Oh, and yeah. th- Three and very different photographs, and mine they are three
1: very the same. Well, which, which, again,
0: I, I think that's... <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I, I just went through my library. The reason I picked those three um, was not because they are so... They would be similar in any way. No, uh, it was more of... Um, yeah. Those were the last time that I... Th- those were... Both in in 2020 before oh, yeah. the pandemic, so those were the last two times that I spent time not where I'm right now. <laughs> we, we 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 call those the before times. The before times, yes. So they have a they have a, a very deep. They 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 evoke very deep emotions for me because they are sure. Um, yeah. 'Cause they, they bring me back to a, a bit of an easier time, a bit of a more relaxed
1: time. Yeah. my mine were all taken in the mournful mm-hmm. time in the in the in the darkness, in the darkest part of the pandemic. Which hopefully it was the darkest part. And we're not heading towards that.
0: But yeah. uh, good good question. Let's not speculate yeah. at this point. Um no. it's time for so. the picks of the week. Let's Look at um well, let me bring up mine first. And this is a very technical one, but uh one that I'm I, I just came across. So so here's uh, here's the setup for this. Um being a podcaster, talking about photography, talking about the take of photography on some of the podcasts that I do. Um I often get questions from people what alternatives are there to the Adobe universe? Because a lot of photographers who aren't professional, they they are just not ready to shell out 100 bucks a month or 20 bucks a month for parts of that cloud uh, subscription service. Um, and uh, I always struggle giving a good answer because, yes, I mean, Photoshop, there is Affinity Photo. That replaces it mostly for me, so... That's not a big problem, but the other the other pieces of the Adobe Cloud suite I'm not too familiar with. Maybe Illustrator, yes, but um, so I came across this little graphic here, which is uh, I found this on Reddit under a subreddit called Cool Guides, and this is a little guide to uh, alternatives to Photoshop, Illustrator, um, Lightroom, and so on. And it d- doesn't just give you the alternatives. It also sorts them nicely into what platforms they work on. Are they free? Are they open source? Are they free of charge? Are they single purchase? Um, so it really caters to um, to those who <laughs> kind of want, want to escape the, the fangs of Adobe. And uh, yeah, go and try a few out. They are definitely not always... Uh, a very good replacement, but uh, I'm pretty sure there are a lot of aspects of some of the tools that are fairly easy to replace with some of these tools. So,
1: yeah, I mean, I've used a lot of them um, just because you know to explore. And there's usually um, I, I find, I mean, I'm a very long-term Photoshop user, sure. you know, uh, from the beginning. But but I I do think that some of the alternatives. Usually, and I I believe this is probably true at their inception, where there is one thing that they do much better. It may not be everything, but they they may do layering better. They may do luminance adjustments easier. Um, All of those things uh, are are worth uh, exploring. And a lot of these, uh, you can test them out for several days uh, for free Um, until you commit. Um, Some of them are relatively inexpensive. I I think before you plunge in and buy editing tools like a professional would, um, you really have to ask yourself, what am I looking to do in post? Is it just simply an adjustment of, you know, Color, saturation, density, bright point. There's a lot that can you can do on your computer nowadays that's built in, um, just in terms of basics. Absolutely. Uh, if, if you just want to use those basics and explore layers, which is something that Photoshop is built on, well, you could probably find a single, very inexpensive piece of software just to layer your your pieces. And if you fall in love with layering and and and, then you may be leaning towards going to Adobe because you're now addicted to that kind of workflow. But if not,
0: you know, um, you, what's, know, you, know you know, what's interesting? My brother is a professional uh, graphic designer and he used to work with the Adobe Suite. And he gave up mm. on it and uh, switched over to Serif's products, the Affinity line, Affinity Photo, yes, Affinity it's Designer, it's Affinity um, Publisher, uh, which, all excellent. which 100% cover what he needs to do. Um, I have uh, the only Adobe product that I still regularly use is Lightroom because there is unfortunately no replacement for that. But um, the, the Affinity Designer is kind of my go-to now because it does – more than just one thing much much better um than what what illustrator does for example so it really works for me It took a bit of uh, a bit of retraining your muscle memory because the keyboard shortcuts are are strong in you so um took a bit of that but after that a i'm not gonna book i'm not going back definitely not
1: yeah, interesting. I mean, I I, I use Lightroom uh, to manage all my files. I I think Lightroom uh, is keeps getting better and better and better. Uh, I really have to say, as bloated as it is, they had a they had a the bit brushing. of a
0: phase where it where it was tough, but uh, they're yeah. coming back. They're But they've
1: back, popped yes. through, and and yes. uh, I think the relationship with their cloud imaging and their uh, you know in computer imaging are getting closer. Um, I've been exploring Photoshop on the iPad um which is very very interesting though it it still ain't Photoshop <laughs> you know but yeah. the way I know it but but all of these be, I have a feeling that that as the years progress companies like Apple possibly um others will integrate more and more sophistication in image editing it right into their operating system. Oh, and, and
0: I can I can do a lot of things to photos just with uh, what what's on board. Yeah, yeah definitely.
1: Yeah, and so, and uh, I do that with my phone.
0: So um, to round this episode off, you brought us some photography.
1: Yeah, I just thought uh, again. Uh, this is uh, just for for anybody um, interested in. Kind of nat- natural, <laughs> call it natural light photography, uh, but
0: <laughs> it's neon light photography.
1: I just love this photographer's work, um, but it's not just
0: photography. There is some compositing going on there, right?
1: Uh, I I don't know if there's compositing as much as getting rid of stuff.
0: Really? That's that's what I mean. There's there's uh, the, these buildings that uh, he photographs are, are all very freestanding, and yeah. I don't it. it there, there must I think be he some. he gets rid of everything. There they must, look be, like, they must be cleaning up there, yes.
1: <laughs> they look like models. They look fake, which is, again, that's what I like about them. In other words, it's amazing stuff. I'm pretty sure these are really, these are real places. Yes. But he makes them look like a construct. Yeah. Um, and so that creates a little tension and a way of looking at them in a careful way. Of course, I'm sure he adjusts color. Um, a lot.
0: They look uh, as this, if you yeah. a, they look as if you are looking into a snow globe of sorts.
1: Yes, and I think I find these magic, absolutely magic. Yeah. Love love this.
0: Wow. How do you find work. these things? How do you do that?
1: I you know, it's r- probably like you. It's it's just random, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I, I'll I'll look I'll be checking an Instagram, I'll see something, I'll go to them and they go like, "Oh, I like this person." I'll, I'll just, yeah. you know. I'll just go a little bit down the rabbit hole, and it doesn't take <laughs> much descent to find uh incredibly brilliant work
0: very true. Here's
1: the tower Wow this so is cool really stuff
0: good. this is awesome it's stuff. so good so good and of course um, of course um rain on yeah, in the um, at the ni- rain at night with artificial lights around yep. Yeah can't beat it (laughs) this is hard to beat good stuff all right um jeremiah thank you for your time we did it um, we did it we did an episode just the two of us and uh we just slightly missed the other ones so uh, we'll see what we can do during the summer um but we're working hard to bring you episodes every week and if not then hey there's Tough luck, a, <laughs> and we'll
1: be back a week we'll later. There's <laughs> a ton of
0: episodes to go back to, so there might be something in there if you, if you're new to this. All right, that's it. Um, no outro music because the music is broken in this new setup. So just imagine the dulcet tones of, uh, of George, and thank you all. We'll be back bye. soon. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye.